You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is January 20th, 2021. I feel like there was something big happening today, but I can't recall it from my memory palace. Let's see. Well, the next staff town hall is tomorrow at 3 p.m. The next IT services lunch and learn is next Monday at high noon. Oh, the topic, by the way, for that is conquering Outlook, practical strategies for managing your email and inbox. And we've got some more information and links posted on the homepage of The Current. In fact, as I look through my own Outlook, I think I'll be attending that one. (sighs) I can't remember. Well, if it comes to me, I'll let you know. But I guess it's just another day. So on to our interview. Angie Liu caught up with Brenda Gross from Network Operations and Jason Trainum from Installation and Repair. Their work takes them on campus from time to time, so they discuss what that's like and some big projects they worked on to close out 2020. Angie Liu here. I'm with Brenda Gross, the network engineer, and Jason Trainum, the electronics slash network technician. And we're here today to talk about how COVID has impacted the two of them since a lot of the work still had to be done on campus. Thank you both for joining us today on the podcast. I wanna start with the first question. How are you guys doing? Doing well. (laughs) Doing good. Okay, the next question. What did you think when you heard about the stay-at-home orders for non-essential workers in March 2020? For me, I was thinking, is this really happening? I was, it was kind of a shock. Honestly, I didn't really know what it meant at that time. (laughs) A lot of uncertainty, but you know, questions like, am I going to die? Like, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was hard questions. <laughs> I was just curious about how serious it was in the beginning, because there's a lot of unknowns. And I knew we still had work to do, but I was curious about how we we're going to do work orders and what limitations we placed on us. And, you know, the impact of campus in terms of who was going to be here, who was not. There was a lot of unknowns in the beginning. A lot of uncertainty. I think we're all kind of on the same boat, right? Because yes, you hear, hey, there's a stay-at-home order. So you think it's serious, yeah. but how serious? Yes. Right, right. So how has COVID impacted your projects and work? What changed and what didn't change? I'd say for me at first, everything was on calls and some Zooms, but now it's, almost all Zooms and using Teams. I think learning to collaborate with people in different ways for also planning to go to work on campus for me. So there's also a lot more meetings, including informal meetings. It's still not quite the same as Teams and Zoom, but you know, it it works, but not ideal being on zoom and teams all the time so i think what didn't change for me was also the need to be on campus i still go to campus at least one to five days depending on if i need to be there in person definitely coordinating with 
people when you go to work, you know, the network, sometimes you just need to be there in person, uh, especially for the wireless side of things. You know, we do wireless surveys, uh, we do walkthroughs, you know, with INR here, and that just requires you to, to meet in person. So I think for us, the, the work keeps moving and uh, wireless has grown so much during COVID. For me, the, um, the impact has been using Zoom a lot because I only use it a handful of times before. Being on campus, though, appointments became much more important with customers and work orders, making phone calls, playing phone tag with customers, trying to schedule when we can meet for, you know, to complete their orders. I got into the habit of making phone calls in the morning to schedule a time to meet with people. And, you know, sometimes they don't recognize your number, they don't answer. So you're playing phone tag most of the day. We then went through um, dealing with locked buildings and having to have master keys and gaining access to certain locations, which wasn't always easy. Also dealing with like the backup customer or students who work for, worker students who work for, um, you know, lab technicians and other in individuals on campus who don't always fully know the work being done or know the full scope, but are still the ones there, you know? So you have to deal with more individuals to get the same work order done where before it was you leave one contact, you know, you're in, you're out. And it was a lot, it was a simpler form of doing things. Traffic has been great, I can say. <laughs> Parking is great. So that's a good thing. But it's definitely been a little challenging. And some people also on campus are extremely cautious. Like if you're walking down a hallway, they will turn around and go the other direction. Wow. <laughs> other locations, some people can't find their mask, but they're perfectly fine, you know? So you have both extreme ends of it on campus. So it's been unique. So I heard that you guys had to work on this like COVID related major project with like upgrading the wireless in housing. Can you guys tell me a little more about that, please? Yes, we developed a huge plan to upgrade the residential areas for the students coming back to live, you know, in the dorms. So it required, you know, multiple teams to collaborate on a regular basis. Weekly, we had meetings twice a week just to get this plan together and see how to tackle this huge upgrade. It was, um, yeah, upgrading all the wireless and the wired network. <laughs> Fiber I, and optic. Yes, yes. Optic yes. modules in some locations. Um, and upgrading the switches in some areas as well where it was needed. And this had to be done before they moved in, right? Like how much time did you guys have to do this? <laughs> Correct. I think we started to get the plan together around May and then building out the whole plan took about a month, I'd say, to get all of the details and, you know, figure out what needed to be upgraded in order to support all this new equipment. So um, once that was in plan, then I think we started to get into those regular meetings around July or June or July, I think. And then it gave us about what, two months? We had two full months, I believe, to yeah. 
start the project once equipment started arriving. And we also borrowed from another project to start. Yes. We borrowed access points from the Living and Learning Center project so we could start the ResNet project. So we had enough time to finish before school started, before students moved back in. Smart. Smart to borrow from them because they weren't on schedule, right? They were delayed. They're still behind schedule, but yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, yeah. they were behind enough to where we were we could borrow equipment and make it work. Okay. While we were waiting for things to ship. How has COVID impacted shipping and orders? Well, normally you place an order and you have three to five business days for a product to arrive. And with flights no longer in the air and 90% of most things being shipped by truck and on by ground, it went you know, from two to three days to a week to two weeks or longer for equipment to arrive. And a lot of it was not, was, was no longer able to be tracked as detailed as it was before. Yeah. So you had a lot of individual orders where you truly didn't know where they were. You contact the, the vendor, they just said it was on its way <laughs> and you're waiting for it. So it became difficult planning certain things when you knew you were running low on certain products, but you already had some on order and, and you had to scramble to make it work. What'd you say, Brenda? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. And it's a, it was a lot of equipment and it was, um, we used, or we ordered about 2000 access points and then about 60 to 70 switches. So, I mean, and then we also replaced some distros as well. And then also all of the optics that had to be replaced to upgrade to 10 gig. So it was just a ton of equipment that we had to order. And then on top of that, we had this other project coming along as well that also was a huge project so both of them were extremely time consuming but, oh wow but we were at it every single day and it we even had to get help from you know contractors to help with installing these access points in order to meet this deadline so it was it was really great when we got done with it and you know it was great team effort from everyone just it was great collaboration and we got it done so <laughs> a lot of work is there anything else you guys would like to add about the project i'd like to give a big shout out to the teams involved which were was, was our team, Datacom, the network architects, uh, INR, the project managers, the service desk, the contractors, and HDH information services. It was a tremendous effort on everyone. Everyone really worked hard, and it was just one of the biggest projects, you know, I've ever worked on. So it's, it's, it was definitely a great collaborative project that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, we, we got to the, um, the goal, so. Awesome. Yeah. You know, as a PM, I love to hear when projects complete successfully. So awesome job. Yes, it's great. <laughs>
what's the impact like with less residents and I'm assuming less people in general on campus for you guys, other than the parking, of course. <laughs> like, is it, are, are your work orders slowing down? They're or? a little bit slower, but okay. there's still, there's days where it's somewhat, somewhat normal. And I mean, commu driving through campus is a lot easier except for the construction with less students, but the construction picked up tremendously because there were less kids here. So they could do construction almost every mm. corner of campus. So that was a huge impact. A lot of people at home didn't realize or see. So it was, it was difficult to navigate campus, but it was easier in some sense with less students. I totally understand what you're talking about in terms of more construction. Cause I went to campus, I think in July or something like that to pick up my spare monitor and chair my chair and I parked in one parking lot. I tried to get to the building and I couldn't, I had to like walk all the way around and realize I was stuck, walk back to my car and try to find another <laughs> spot. So you guys understand that. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I, I assume since you're still going out to all the different locations, you're like constantly trying to figure out what's the most efficient way to get there, right? Yeah, you're figuring out where you can park and how difficult will it be to get out of that parking lot or that area later on with construction? And it changes weekly. Yes. yes. Weekly? Yes. Do you get like an alert? Like, how do you know? We do send emails on construction sites on what's complete, but they also, like off Gilman, they close certain lanes as they were finishing projects. They're reopening lanes and moving the construction site. So almost weekly, they made changes to some of the main roads. Like you could or couldn't pass or what was open and what wasn't open, so. Yeah, I think Jason is more in tune with like what changes happen around campus because he's out on the field a lot more than me, but definitely having to, <laughs> if I have to meet them for a walkthrough, it sometimes can take up to like 15 minutes to just get, 15 to 20 minutes to get to a site that you thought could take only five minutes, so. Oh. It, it definitely uh, <laughs> changes your routine. All right, guys. Well, what are you looking forward to in 2021? I think just, you know, campus getting back to normal. I think everybody's kind of thinking that, you know, nobody's, you know, in the buildings, nobody's <laughs> around really. There's just very little activity around campus so you know like what Jason was mentioning buildings are locked and you, know, you can't get into places easily and the only life around campus is the construction so <laughs> you see a lot of that happening buildings getting built and you know, it's pretty much it just campus getting back to normal looking forward to also like outside of work also things reopening because every time you want to go somewhere you're always questioning can we go there can we do that it's just uh trying to get back to normal would be nice <laughs> for me i would say it's the same thing um looking forward to things being open going back to normal like to see more faculty and staff on campus safely of course one of my main concerns is to see who permanently telecommutes after this and what impact it will have on campus in terms of who's here and who's not and how they deal with the space and new construction. It's just gonna be interesting, I think, to see 
how they deal with the permanent telecommunication for telecommuting for certain people who can permanently stay home. Yeah, it will be interesting. You guys at North Torrey Pines? Yes. Torrey Pines South. Or Torrey Pines South. Yes. Yes. Is it quiet over there? I mean, very, it is. <laughs> very quiet. Yeah. Like the other departments too. Like it's just parking's easy. Is that what you're gonna? There's two again? or three people in HR daily, and oh. you can tell who's here by the cars in the parking lot almost every day. <laughs> I don't Jason noticed that I took a different car one day I was like wait <laughs> what really you know what car I use no. there's like five cars downstairs <laughs> okay okay that's impressive though Jason that's some attention to detail you should yeah. put that on your resume if you didn't I'm a car guy so I recognize it <laughs> all right guys well I really appreciate your time and, you know, spending your morning here on the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Angie, Brenda, and Jason. Dear listener, it never came to me, so whatever was supposed to happen today probably already did. Until next week. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily. <laughs>